Welcome to the Grow with Cora podcast, where we interview marketers on how and why they use Cora. I'm your host, JD Prater. And this week, we'll be talking about how to build a Cora content strategy with Lita Allgaier, content strategist at Praxis. She is passionate about self-education and empowering other young people to carve out their own paths in life. Lita, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, JD. Yeah, like you said, um, I work for Praxis. We're at discoverpraxis.com, an alternative education company, which fits right in with my passion for education and um, helping young people have all the alternatives. Basically, what we do is we offer a startup apprenticeship as an alternative to going to college. You go through a six-month boot camp, and we land you your first job at a six-month um, apprenticeship at a startup. Um, that's kind of the rundown. That's what I love to do. Um, it's great to be on the podcast talking about Quora. Yeah, I mean... First of all, like congrats on reaching 1 million views on your answers in less than one year. I mean, how does that feel? Honestly, I can't believe it. Um, several friends of mine had like mentioned like, oh yeah, I hit 1 million views on Quora at that time, but they had been on, you know, for a long time. They knew the platform and I thought, yeah, that's kind of an unattainable goal, but then when I started getting, you know, when I hit that first mark, I think 200,000 or something, I thought, you know, this really wouldn't be that hard if I would just double this every month or something like that. And then when it actually happened, I'm like, what? Like, this is actually happening. It's still a little unbelievable. <laughs> well, for all those are, that are listening, they're probably interested, like, well, how did you do it? So let's, let's dive right into it and dig in into uh, how you reached a million views less than one year. Um, so talk to me about it. How did you hit one million views? Talk to me about your content strategy for Cora. Yeah. Well, so originally it didn't start out as a content strategy. I will be honest. I joined Quora kind of with other members of my team because um, our, our participants and alumni were writing reviews on Quora. A lot of people had researched us and found answers about our company on Quora. And I thought immediately, well, that's, I mean, we need to be there. That's a platform where we need to be because it indexes high on your Google search results. You know, I want to be there. I want to be answering questions. But I also joined kind of for myself, because I'm like, I love new social media platforms. I love concepts that change the way people think of social media, like di that are different from Facebook and Instagram. I want to try them all out. I love Reddit. I love Quora, you know, for those very reasons. And so it was also like the main motivation was just for myself. Like, what can I do with this? Can I tell stories in a way that people will read them? Um, so on top of kind of having this underlying curiosity about what it could do for the company, it was also a personal thing. Like I want to do this. I, th I had several answers. When my first answer went viral, I think it would have been, it was a story about my childhood. Um, very simple. I just had it added a simple image to the um, story, basically line by line told it, just told the story emotional. Um, it was I think it was one about when my dad died and my little brother brought my mom this bouquet of flowers and how it impacted everyone around me. Um, it didn't get, a, it wasn't like a super viral thing, but it was the first one that showed me like, oh wow, when you write from the heart, when you write things that matter to people, people are going to see that. And then as I continued writing, it was some business, some things personally. Um, we've been making some changes at our company and I decided, you know what, let's actually put a, some kind of strategy together for Quora for our team. So I basically drafted this simple Google Doc together and told them like, hey, here's how we can do it. Um, I, the reason that Quora is especially good is for SEO. I think that's one of the biggest things. And because people are researching, um, our customers already have reviews there, we might as well take advantage. So the main thing was to 
have answers to take our content and put them on a different platform other than our blog, other than our website, and then also to be able to rank for keywords that we are wanting to own. Um, keywords like forward tilt, it's something that we talk about a lot. Um, it's the concept of like similar to the X factor, but at Praxis, it's known as forward tilt. That's something that we want everyone to hear and always associate with Praxis. So that's kind of where that strategy started out. And as we started building it out, uh, more and more answers started getting views and here we are at a million, you know? So that's kind of a long winded answer. Um, it's partially the strategy I built for the company, but also kind of partially that curiosity that uh, just drove me to find out like what actually makes an answer go viral. So there's a few things that really jumped out to me was you talked about uh, getting your team on board and having a couple of people writing. So I want to break that down. And then I also want to jump into some of that emotional storytelling or what you have found to work really well when writing your answers. Mm -hmm. So let's start off with the, with the, the team aspect. So Yes, you're writing, but you also have a few of your marketing counterparts also writing, and they're also doing really well on Quora too. So how did you get them on board? You know, was it tough to convince them or how did you go about that? You know, when you're working at a startup with a lot of talented, very passionate people, you talk about ideas all the time. So Quora has been an idea that was actually introduced by our CEO a while ago, and he thought it, he thought it was a cool platform. So it's kind of been in the air for a long time. Most of us, you know, kind of got core around the same time. Our CEO tried it out. He doesn't really like it anymore because he doesn't feel like the answer request that he gets really fits his um, style. Like he just wants to answer questions that are important to him. And he feels like he just gets people asking him about like, what is life and how do you define it? And he wants, he wants to answer things that are meaningful to him. And he hasn't really seen as much of a success on that. But he really impacted the entire team by talking about it. And so the idea has been floating around. And then whenever I start, I had one answer um, about our company that kind of gained a lot of traction. And when I was pitching the idea to my team members, I kind of used that as like a thing like, hey, this is a prime marketing platform. We really don't want to lose it. The thing is that my entire team, we are all writers. We all have our own personal blogs. We all are content creators like to the next level, um, personally, as well as for um, our own company. So it wasn't hard at all to get them hitched onto this idea of, hey, just, you know, repurpose your content. All these new ideas that you have in your head, write an answer on Quora for it. Um, so that wasn't hard at all to do. Yeah, I know talking with other marketers, writing can always just be kind of a, a daunting task and it's always a little bit intimidating, but it's kind of cool that you have an entire team of writers where you guys are also personally blogging, but you're already kind of writing on Quora, writing for the website. So that's really, really cool and really kind of interesting to see from your team. That The second part of that was this idea of kind of figuring out what works. So do you have any tips for writing good answers on Quora? So, I mean, I could go down and give you like the number one strategy. This is how you write an answer. But to me, it's a little more, you know, it's a little more philosophical. It's based on like the human element. What do we connect to? We connect on an emotional and spiritual level to other human beings based on what their lives have had. We enjoy stories. Why have books been so popular for so long? Um, why are you know, some of the best stories, why do they carry through history? It's because we love stories. It's because 
we attach concepts to stories and we memorize them a lot better when there are anecdotes, when there are stories, when there are emotional components to the things that we're learning. And that's something we try to use a lot in our marketing in general. Um, you can't just throw facts at people and expect them to understand them completely. You got to tell stories. And I think that is especially true with Quora. People are coming for answers, yes, but they don't want necessarily your marketing pitch. They don't want to hear the typical sales pitch that you give to everyone else. They want to see, why did this work for someone else? They want to hear, why did you start the company? They want to hear what are some of the challenges that you've had. And that goes beyond marketing and stuff. A lot of the questions on Quora are, you know, deep questions about life. They're questions that, you know, maybe sometimes even for entertainment. But a lot of the times the answers that do the best are stories, are things that we can relate to on a human element. So that's the biggest thing that I've learned. Other small things like catchy titles that kind of like make people want to read more. That's a great idea. Things like don't write your answers in big walls of text that look really overwhelming to read. Um, for, some, for some types of answers, like the little more academic stuff, if you're, that's kind of the people you're attracting, that might be okay. But in general, for the general people on Quora and pretty much any other platform today, writing large walls of text without bold, without headings and things like that, um, it, can, it can be really hard to read. And the final thing is use images in your answers. It's not that hard to do, even if you don't have an image specifically. There's lots of free websites that you can grab images from. They just, when you're scrolling through Quora, you'll notice the ones that stick out are the ones with images behind or beside like the answer. So a couple little tips like that, but it all centers around the idea of, of using stories, you know, as your basis. Nice. So if, I, if I'm hearing correctly, so use stories, try to connect emotionally, make sure that you format your answer really well. So this could be, you know, breaking up your text. This could be bold, italics, mm -hmm. quotes, formatting, like bullets. And then the third part, including some kind of imagery or visual will really kind of help your answer stand out. Correct. All right. Okay, these are some really good tips. So uh, the next part to kind of that I want to dive into is how do you decide on which questions to answer? So you've talked about how there's all these different types of questions. Your CEO may not be getting the right types of questions or <laughs> asking to him, but how do you guys decide? Like, how do you personally, or how do you guys as a team decide? Yeah. So we have a spreadsheet as a team of kind of running questions that um, we, we think might be good. Um, I use a lot of ideas from other marketers that I've seen. Um, Josh Fetcher, I think was the one that originated this idea of like, I think it's a one to seven ratio that you want of people following the question versus answers. Um, so I kind of using a little bit of those strategies, but very loosely. But then the bigger thing is because we're focusing on keywords and things like that, just searching for questions related, just using Quora's search um, powers as much as possible. So anything related for us to career, to um, college alternatives, we want to own those, you know, we want to own those places. We want to own the places that talk about resumes and how you can enhance them. And we want to spread our ideas. So it's a lot of searching. Um, it's a lot of being like, okay, so what are the common questions that could be asked with this topic specifically? Um, and then you just search a lot on Quora and then you kind of compile those answers, I mean compile the questions together and then one of us will take the one of us will take the answer. Or then as you keep doing that and get good at it, I have found that the questions that you that are being requested of you tend to kind of fit into that category and then you just kind of run with it. 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Agree with that one as well. So uh, I'll back up there. So yes, there is this thing where you can follow questions. So a lot of people don't even realize this. You can follow questions. You can also follow a topic if that's interested to mm-hmm. you. So whenever you follow a question, it means that you're going to get notified when answers come. And so what ends up happening is some questions out there have a lot of followers. You know, it could be ten followers, but there's no answers yet. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, Lita was talking about whenever you're out there and you're looking for some good questions that are relevant to, you know, your business, look for that ratio is always a good, in, a good starting place. And then also, you know, find the ones that are relevant to you, break them up and then figure out who can answer them. So when you guys are answering them in your spreadsheet, do you guys have a strategy for who is going to answer them? No, not so much because we tend to focus on what interests us specifically. Um, we kind of know like, okay, this person's a little better at answering questions related to the resume. This one, this person's a little better at answering just these random questions that don't fit anywhere. We kind of have a little bit of that in our minds, but it's, you know, you know what, like just take the answers that you want to give. Um, if you have a sudden inspiration and want to answer the same question that I did, please go ahead and do it. Um, we're, we're one team. We're working toward the same goal. It's not like, it's, it's not like we have to limit who answers what necessarily kind of just happens. The next part of this, we talked a lot about this content strategy as far as like writing answers. I want to get your thoughts on asking questions and have you guys done much of that? And then also, do you guys have a strategy for how you guys ask certain questions? I wish I had done more of that. And that's, that's something that I haven't expanded to as much. I know like a lot of, I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, if you want to answer a question or if you want your team to answer a question, just ask it out there, you know, on Quora. I think that could be a really good strategy depending on, you know, how many people are asking you the same question. But I honestly have to say that's not a level of an area of expertise that I have with Quora just because I haven't spent as much time asking as I have answering. Yeah, I just didn't know. I know that there are some people out there that are like really big on requesting answers. So they'll ask a question and then they'll try to get in front of the right people or experts in order to get that answer. Then maybe they'll even throw in their own answer as well. If maybe if a topic isn't as built out, but yet they want to own the space. So yeah, it seems to work out pretty well for you know a lot of different people. But uh, hmm. yeah, the last one I wanted to kind of follow up with you on is uh, Cora Spaces. So for those out there that aren't familiar, Cora Spaces, it, it's, I guess it's technically still in beta, maybe a slow rollout, but it's a, a way that we kind of group interests around like certain topics and kind of get people to kind of align around that. But have you uh, gotten to play around with any of the Quora spaces with your content? I love Quora spaces. Um, Often it is to get eyes of specific kind of people onto a certain answer. And it's also a great place. Like my favorite thing is like, as a, like for personal use, like you can go into this, um, into this space. Like one of my favorites is like the storyteller space, the backstory, Today I learned digital marketing news and trends. You can kind of go in there and see what other marketers are talking about and see what they're sharing and, you know, see information. It goes, it's a way of expanding beyond like the core of platform and kind of, it, it's just so fascinating to me personally. So on top, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a selfish thing that I use spaces for, but we also use them specifically to share content that is relevant to that space. Um, especially our answers on Quora. Um, I've been able to kind of boost an answer by sharing it to a space that I know will be interested in it and, you know, get a couple more eyes on it, get a couple more opinions on your answer. It's, it's so worthwhile. 
All right. Well, let me, let me see if I can summarize all the great tips that you have like laid out for it. <laughs> so one, I think first off, do a ton of research, right? So go in, understand if your audience is on there. I mean, I think for you, you guys were really lucky because you were talking about how you already had a lot of people talking about Praxis before you even you know, started writing. So you already kind of knew that your audience was there from your alumni. But also you were looking at it as a way to help rank on Google and really kind of get that like social proof and then aligning your content that works really well for Chorus. So you already had a lot of this mm -hmm. content already written. It was just another way to amplify and distribute, repurpose that content. And then ultimately, Quora was a great place for you to get the right type of eyeballs for your business because, you know, looking for like college grads or looking for people that might be mm -hmm. interested into joining Praxis. Is that, does that sound fair? That's definitely fair. Um, I think, I think what you said about repurposing content is so useful um, with that area. Like, you, you know, you've written this, it can live on your blog, but how many people are actually going to see it unless you keep using it in other areas? And it's not the content specifically that needs to live on. It's the idea. And if you can kind of extract that main idea from this post that you've written or from your, you know, an FAQ or something like that, and then take those basic concepts, make an outline out of it, put it together into a nice little story or a nice little answer on Quora. It's not that hard to do um, as long as you already are, you know, are in the process of getting those ideas together, figuring out what is the core concept of the things that you're trying to show. Oh man, I love that one. Such a great one. It's just the idea that needs to live on. Man, that's like a, yeah. that, that's a quotable right there. Get ready. <laughs> uh, well, cool. So we're wrapping up all of our uh, episodes with this one question around what's one thing that marketers can do today to be successful on Quora tomorrow? Never underestimate the value of a story. We kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but I, I truly believe that you're not going to sell people like in the car salesman way of um, trying to um, get them to buy this certain truck because it costs more. Like that's not possible anymore today. Got to be open. You got to connect with that human element. You got to use, um, you know, true stories. Tell the stories of your customers. Um, tell the stories of what, what it's like to run the company. Being open, using those things um, to drive your marketing, to drive your sales, is, it's so much more important in today's world than you know, traditional old-time car salesman tactics. Well, Lita, thanks for coming on the Grow with Cora podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast, and I honestly cannot wait to see where the, our personal content strategy goes, but also Cora in general. I love the platform personally as well, so I'm so excited to see what happens. Lita Allgaier is the content strategist at Praxis. Go check it out. That is discoverpraxis.com. And make sure that you subscribe to get the latest episodes. And in the meantime, head on over to Cora.com slash business to get started today. We'll see you next week.